What a fascinating yet challenging time to be a leader. And in this Leading by Nature series, I interview pioneering leaders from diverse organizations, exploring future fit leadership and organizational development. I'm Giles Hutchins, executive coach, senior advisor and author of many books, the latest being Leading by Nature, which explores the inner nature and outer nature of the organization and the inner and outer nature of the leader as they journey toward regenerative futures. Welcome to the Leading by Nature podcast with myself, Giles Hutchins, and my guests today, Charlotte Pumford, Head of Regeneration, and Ashley Pollock, Head of Transformation for the award-winning footwear and lifestyle brand, Vivo Barefoot. Thank you both so very much for being here today. Thanks, Giles. Lovely to be with you today. Thanks, Giles. Pity we're not sitting in the woods together. So we're going to dive straight in as always. Um, and we, I've been working now with Vivo for a number of years and had the real pleasure of working with both of you, um, guiding Vivo Barefoot through all sorts of changes and turbulence over the years. And it's been fascinating to see how its purpose really keeps on sort of deepening. Um, perhaps, Charlotte, you can kick us off by sharing a bit about Vivo's reason for being, its, its mission and its purpose. Thank you, Giles. Um, so Vivo Barefoot's mission, our reason for being, essentially boils down to reconnecting people back to nature and, and, and more acutely back into the natural world. For Vivo Barefoot, I think we fundamentally understand that from a society perspective, you know, um, people have become very um, distanced and detached from nature. And so for us, um, that really is the culmination of what we're trying to achieve is through inspiring people to go on natural health journeys through the footwear that we create and the educational content that we create as well um, is to try and reconnect people back into the natural world. And for us, it starts with your feet. Um, we've been making barefoot footwear now for over 10 years um, and and I guess encapsulated within that the the mission and vision of has always been the same actually which is is, is incredible um, and we've you know we've evolved as we've gone on that journey over the last 10 years and you know we're now a, a certified B Corp we have been um, since 2020 and for us it's it's not also just about the footwear and the educational content that we create but it's about all the interactions that we have as an organization um, across global systems and everything that we do and our mission really um, woven throughout that is um, to move beyond sustainability um, towards becoming a hopefully one day a truly regenerative business having a net positive impact on both people and planet. Yeah there's so much here I mean inspiring people to reconnect with nature I mean it's just music to my ears uh, Ashley uh, I, I know that the community and the way in which you engage with the customer and your ambassadors and so forth is also vital for this uh, is there anything you can share about the way in which Vivo does that? Well interesting going back to our mission is as Charlotte said it's to reconnect people into nature but also to their natural potential so from a culture perspective by challenging how we make footwear um, and traditional footwear are made, as we call them, coffins on your feet. It's like having a piece of plaster of, of Paris wrapped around those poor little feet that run us around the world for 85 years. And um, they really, they prevent your, your feet from doing their natural thing and connecting to the ground. Our footwear are wide, so it allows your, your toes to splay and to really have space. They're thin, which allows your feet to really connect with the undulating um, different textures and shapes of whatever's beneath you. And flexible allows you to grip as, as we should in nature with bare feet. 
And by challenging that industry, it's also made us challenge the culture and how we do business. And so actually now we are through our culture, which which I will we'll chat more later on, but we actually challenge the way that we do business, how we show up as an organization and challenging our own teams, our employees to go on transformational learning journeys in their own right, which is which is pretty epic. And in terms of the customer, um, uh, what about the way in which you engage with your customer community and the ambassadors, for instance? Is there anything you want to share on that, Ashley? Yeah, so it's been a journey. Um, three years, we started regenerative leadership, Giles, with you and Galahad back in the woods. Um, I've been privileged to be part of it for the last two and a half years. Um, and over that time, we have started to form a much more deep um, connections without those communities. So looking at um, a group we call the external proprioceptors. So proprioception is how we as our bodies um, feel, interact with the world, which means our brains can understand hot, cold and texture or whatever we're touching. And so those proprioceptors are um, almost pulses into the outside world. And we've, we formed a special relationship of about 12 of them. And we, we gather every four months or every quarter um, down in Springwood. And we really unearth what are the insights what are they feeling us as a brand to help us deepen that journey and and how we um, show up in the world as well as to give us feedback and to inform how we develop footwear um, and talk with our customers we've also started gathering with external ceos cpos heads of people and culture and i know Charlotte has done some similar things sustainability bringing down people who are not part of vivo but just helping them to understand this journey and also our community has grown up to now 2 million people we're speaking to on a daily basis. So it's a really big community. And our London store, for example, we have queues, Giles, 45 minutes. Our customers are sitting pretty much all day um, showing how that, um, that the brand is really starting to attract a, a deeper um, purpose and people are really willing to kind of wait in line to get their barefoot shoes. Um, and actually to have wonderful conversations we've heard happening among our customers in those in those little lines outside our London store. Well, trying to encourage the, um, the queuing, perhaps to reduce the queuing would be great. But yeah, there is something spe special about the way that Vivo connects with its customers. Also, just as important, Charlotte, is the, the aspects of how the business model has been changing um, over the years. As you say, the, the purpose is, is very much um, there and always has been. But the way in which you're changing from products to communities, also challenging um, how you engage with your supply chains, your customer journeys, and so forth. Is there anything you can share about how the business model has been changing and the role of regeneration in this? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the foundation for that, as I mentioned, was our B Corp certification um, a couple of years ago now. But we've really tried to build on that to hold ourselves to, I guess, the highest levels of accountability as possible when it comes to not just our environmental impact, but also our social impact. You'll hear me say this a million times, um, I know, but I guess by no means have we achieved achieved it we are still very much in the early stages of this journey but we've taken some really meaningful steps over the past kind of four years as I've been within Vivo um, I think from a product and manufacturing and value chain perspective for us um, we we really do try and understand what the impact is of our manufacturing and our products and the materials we use ourselves so we actually have an internal scoring system called the V matrix 
um, which we score every product we manufacture every season um, against a set of sustainability parameters, if you like. Um, and that really helps to kind of shape decision making internally and engage the teams on this journey as well in terms of getting people involved at every stage across the business. Um, and that also helps um, us when we're talking about, um, you know, changing um, different materials for different or more sustainable options, as an example, um, with our value chain partners and the innovation journeys that we go on with them as well. Um, it, it helps to bring a bit more of a collaborative tone to the to the to the way we we work with them. Um, for us, it's really important with our value chain partners that we aren't, you know, using traditional kind of policing models with with our partners and, and auditing. We really do try and go in there and be as collaborative as possible. So the V matrix and the tools and the assessments that we've put in place over the years have, have really helped us understand from an impact perspective and help open conversations and open doors to having conversations with them in terms of how we can improve. Um, I'd say from a community perspective as well, so linked through from product, um, we have a fund internally within Vivo called the Live Barefoot Fund. Um, and as a part of that fund, we help to support and foster kind of small scale projects globally um, through various different aspects. One of those key aspects and projects over the last couple of years for us is a collaboration with the Future Footwear Foundation and the San people in Namibia. Um, uh, really trying to um, essentially support um, the growth of a, of a small scale artisanal um, facility manufacturing um, indigenous design and kind of craftsmanship products and sandal products um, out in Namibia. Um, and for us, that's a really good way of a vehicle um, through LBF of, of supporting these small scale projects and really being able to, you know, look back um, at kind of the indigenous craftsmanship and design um, wisdom that we've seen, you know, through hundreds and thousands of years and understand how we can utilize that to continuously improve our products moving forwards into the future. So that's really important for us um, as well. And I think linked to that, um, I think the three main things from a from an external product and, and materials and innovation perspective for us are innovation is kind of running through everything we do at Vivo. We're always looking at how we can continuously improve and, and the partnerships that we create with that. And the culmination of that this year um, has been the launch of our Vivo Biome project. Um, Vivo Biome um, is our vision for a kind of scan to print 3D footwear uh, or bare footwear that can, um, that can we hope, be made to order, made to measure, made locally and um, in, in time, made to be remade, so completely circular. And it's our vision for a new manufacturing model where we can really look kind of look head on and tackle head on some of these kind of key environmental and social impacts that we're trying to unlock solutions for. And so we're really, really excited about Vivo Biome as well in terms of what that means for footwear manufacturing going forwards into the future. And so hopefully that's a little flavour of some of the things that we've been doing. Obviously, there's many, many things that we do um, across, across materials and innovation and continuous improvement. But um, those are the kind of key big things over the past 12 months we've been focusing on. Great. That's excellent. There's so much there. So as well as this outer change, um, and there's so much there in terms of Revivo, in terms of the communities, in terms of um, how you are now engaging with the V matrix um, and so forth and the V, v biome, um, 3D printing, there's so much going on, but there's also a hell of a lot going on inside the organization and a lot of the work we've been doing is looking at how we can 
journey towards becoming regenerative, both externally and also internally in terms of the inner nature, the culture of the organization. And over the last three or so years, Vivo has been on a pretty meaningful journey, becoming more self-managing, developmental, learning and so forth. Ashley, what would you like to share about that journey so far? Yeah, so about three years, Giles, we started some work with you looking at regenerative leadership principles and, and ancient wisdom. Um, and we started trying to figure out what lands with us and what resonates with us at Vivo. And it started with an evolution of our culture. And, and we started defining what we now call living barefoot, which is how we show up at Vivo. And there's some sort of magic that happens when I say that word, because living barefoot is, is a whole way of how our community and our, our, our culture and our teams show up at Vivo. But it demands a much higher level of leadership, maturity, um, and grit, really, a call to courage for them to show up without their masks as their whole selves, as real adults. Um, and it's, it's really changed the way that um, instead of having management, traditional management, we really lead from all levels. So everyone in the organization has the ability to make decisions and get feedback in, in real time. And how that's changed is it's allowed us to perform a lot more highly because we can deeply connect with each other. So there's no fear. There's a lot more trust within the company. But as I said, that kind of is where we are now. It's taken a long time, Giles. We've been building these foundations with you helping us. And we've seen a lot of how the, the, the organization trying to shift. We've gone through waves of going forwards, taking steps back, going forwards. And it really is, it's, it's a complex but simple thing. So complex in that it's multifaceted. Um, and demands a lot, but simple in that actually it's going back to our true nature and to who we really are as people. And so some of those things we, we talk to is self-managing. So as I said earlier about making decisions at a local level instead of waiting for hierarchy doesn't mean we completely shun hierarchy. There's obviously lovely um, benefits to that being, being part of our culture. Um, there's a developmental coaching culture where feedback is more free-flowing um, and we actually talk on the fly together about where things have gone well and what hasn't, which helps specifically me, for example, really hone my craft of trying to kind of help transform this organization. Um, and also we've created a quite a special practice of sensing in. Sensing in, we talked earlier about the e-proprias or the external proprioceptors. We've got an internal group where we formally also meet every quarter. And Charlotte um, actually has been one of those people um, where we, we sense into how are things really feeling. Um, and it sounds maybe a little bit kumbaya to say that, but it allows us to glean insights from everybody about what's happening in various levels of the organization. And Giles, for you, Galahad and I, and the round table to really think of then what is that demand or what does that call from us at that time? And that's been a really powerful tool for us um, as an organization. And one more example I just want to share is the Evolution Council. So we said things are self-managing at Vivo, but what does that really mean? So for example, pay um, reward at Vivo isn't decided by directors or a roundtable. It's actually decided or a proposal is built by the Evolution Council, which is a cross-functional team led by the head of people looking at full salary transparency for those people on the council. They then pull together a proposal for what the salaries they think should be going forward. And that's then proposed up. So it's not a top down, it's more of a bottom up. And it's been a, a lovely change um, in energy of how things and information and decisions flow within Vivo. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot here uh, and um, developing a 
culture where people learn and grow is really challenging. And that's what we've noticed as well. Um, but what's been heartening is seeing people join Vivo and perhaps having to go through a bit of a, you know, a bit of a wobble to start off with as they get comfortable with this uh, very vibrant organization. Um, but then actually often saying they just can't go back to a normal, you know, traditional company because they've learned so much about themselves as well as you know how to work in a different way and there's a hell of a lot I'd like to just say to the to to the listener that I know that the way in which the regeneration work that Charlotte's been um, talking about the V matrix and so forth and the developmental culture work that Ashley's been talking about are key factors that are discussed at the highest level in the organization um, by the founders um, the the board and the round table um, regularly. So this isn't something that's separate from the business. It's, it's vital. It's almost seen as um, the raison d'etre. Um, so as, uh, let's talk a little bit now uh, um, for, you know, you both are, are leaders in the organization. You've gone for your own uh, journeys. Charlotte, your journey as a leader, you know, how it's changed and grown over the years um, that I've known you has been quite fascinating. Anything you want to share about perhaps you as a leader and how that might have changed over the years? Yeah, thanks, Charles. So I've been at Vivo over four years now. Um, I've been working in sustainability more broadly for just over 10. Um, and predominantly in, from an environmental management perspective more broadly, um, I think working across different organisations for that period of time and with different scales and sizes of organisations, what's been really interesting to me as a kind of sustainability professional is that the challenges are the same. It's just that the scale is very different and the, the, the leverages for being able to unlock solutions to the challenges um, are just look very different at different scales. Um, it's been really interesting coming into Vivo. Um, it was almost a breath of fresh air um, coming into an organization that was just so willing and open to, to trialing and testing new things, not being scared to, to fail um, and enabled me to grow um, personally um, as a leader to be able to trial and test and see things that worked see things that don't quite work, um, speak to people externally, the external community that Vivo has, as, as Ashley mentioned, is, is extremely large and growing by the day. And it's really lovely to, to get feedback and external kind of guidance as well. Um, I guess key challenges um, and some key challenges and opportunities along the way are often, for me personally, that um, often sustainability or regeneration is kept quite separate from the commercial day-to-day -day and financial decision-making. And I've been quite fortunate over the last 12 months to have joined the legal board, um, as I think many of the listeners will, will um, understand or be very close to, is that often at a legal board level and a kind of executive level, quite often the discussions are very commercially or financially focused. And it's been really nice to be able to Add a, add a layer of sustainability and, and start to interweave sustainability at that level more consistently into the decision making. So um, that was a challenge initially for me at first, having been very separate from financial um, decision making and commercial decision making previously. So that's something that um, I've I've found a challenge still sometimes do um, on a daily on a daily basis but um it's really great to be able to get the experience and the exposure to understand how we weave those two things together um I think just to 
mention at this stage that Bebo is truly trying to create an integrated organization. And what we mean by that is that, you know, in everything that we do, it's we're balancing um, financials as high as we are the non-financials. And so from that perspective, um, making sure that um, having an understanding on both both sides of things, um, both sides of the coin enables people to make, I think, better decisions. So we've started to do that from a board level and really giving nature and community a seat at the table. I know uh, Galahad, the CEO, often talks about how important it is to make key decisions in nature. And we've been, me and him have been exploring how it's, you know, not just making decisions in nature, but sort of with um, having nature sort of very much in our psyche whilst we're making those decisions. And your role right at the highest level in the organisation to ensure we're weaving um, the regenerative business in there is part of that. And it's interesting you talked about tensions and, you know, how you, you know, the tension between having to make financial decisions and non-financial decisions and so forth, you know, working with these tensions is, of course, a crucible of how life works and a, a very key aspect of uh, cultivating a regenerative business. And I think the same perhaps applies to you, Ashley. It would be lovely for you to share a bit about your own journey as a leader and the tensions and how these tensions that we're often dealing with inside ourselves, inside the system, actually create the crucibles for our own learning. Um, please share a little bit about, if you can, Ashley, your, your fascinating journey over the last few years. Yes, thank you, Giles. And um, Charlotte, it's also been wonderful to watch you grow um, and be a friend in the system um, through this regenerative journey um, and your career. Vivo has arguably been one of the most important chapters of my life. Um, it's demanded so much more of me as a person, um, but through that high almost call to courage, it's been so much more rewarding. Um, and it's funny when I look back at, at my career before, and um, for those who don't know me, this is basically my fourth career um, in terms of um, culture and, and transformation at Vivo. So when I was in a corporate, in corporate life, I kind of really thought that that was it. And this is me. And I kind of, you know, wore the pencil skirt and the white, you know, white shirt and off I went. And it was great. And I just thought that was what life wanted. And I met Galahad and he kind of, you know, started shaking the tree and eventually I joined Bevo and I had to let that all go. And it was so difficult to do that because it meant there was so much more in my personal life that also I had to let go of. But that then, it, everything then created space for something new to grow. Um, and Giles, we've worked very closely over the last two and a half years together and it's it's been difficult um, on every level personally, but it's been the most rewarding. And I think, you know, Charlotte was talking about leadership and it's really honed my ability to, to lead, um, to drop a lot of that ego or that fear, actually, and just connect with myself and, and to nature. We are part of nature. And then really finding that that allowed my, my inner light to really shine and realizing how dimmed it, it was for the first 30 years of my life. So it's, it's been amazing. Um, I have never been more happy, um, more engaged, uh, more inspired from a, re a real place of authenticity. And that working with tension, Giles, that you mentioned, it's, it's interesting because one of the key things, I, I struggled with an eating disorder early on in my life, and it came a lot with um, struggling with uncertainty. And I just didn't want anything to be uncertain. And actually now I welcome that in. Through, through the learning to work with that tension, I've realized that the uncertainty gives space for lots of newness, and that's exciting instead of being fearful. So it's certainly been, been difficult and Giles and also to Charlotte, thank you both for holding my hand through this journey. Um, 
yeah, it's it's certainly been amazing. And one more example is what we learn at Vivo and how we show up. It doesn't just change who we are at work. Things like how I interact with my mother, um, how I talk to her and I see my family, how I kind of switch into a coaching, um, a more gentle coaching style with friends instead of kind of my anti personality coming in trying to solve the problem, giving space. And that's had ripple effects in my own life and in other people's lives. And I think that's what your generation is about, those ripple effects. And that's what we're hoping with at Vivo, we're not just changing our employees, but they in turn are shifting themselves, are shifting their outer communities. So we're creating bigger ripple effects um, in the world. So it's fascinating. Uh, there's so much, Ashley, uh, about courage here coming through as well, working with tensions, um, both you and Charlotte, these journeys you've been on. Uh, and, and those are just two examples. There's just so many other leaders in um, uh, Vivo. And perhaps I, I, I reckon we could probably say that if we spoke to everyone in Vivo, um, they would be go um, going through these journeys and embracing uncertainty. You know, it's interesting, isn't it, how we want to try and manage certainty. But actually, much of what we're talking about here is actually kind of being able to let go and embrace the, um, the natural capacity that life changes all the time. Um, you also talked about creating these ripples. And I think that's vital. It's a vital part of, as you say, of regeneration, uh, just creating ripples and the work that Ashley's been doing, for instance, recently connecting with other sustainability leaders in other organizations and sharing what Vivo's doing. Um, not to say, look, look at us, but actually just to engage in a learning journey. And the same as what you and I actually have been doing with other um, heads of people and, and, and culture in other organizations, just to create those ripples all the time um, and, and not hold ourselves up as in any way perfect because um, Vivo, um, as we all know, is, is, is on its own journey. And, and that journey is one of continuously learning and becoming. So I'd like to talk a bit more about how, if we look forward now, um, there is obviously a rising zeitgeist around regeneration in general. And um, from your perspective, Charlotte, in the area, what I call this kind of outer nature, you know, the sustainability aspect, you know, there's a lot of potential for greenwashing. And there's obviously increasing transparency. There's rapidly changing legislation. Um, what does one need to be careful of with all of this in terms of regeneration, Charlotte? Yeah, it's a really good question, Charles. I just want to link back to the point that Ashley made there in terms of authenticity and that you made there in terms of embracing uncertainty. I think that really encapsulates the forward-looking picture for regeneration moving forwards for organisations and for, for everyone, really, from a global systems perspective. Um, there is so much uncertainty now, you know, in the face of so many global crises um, that actually um, the resilience and the, the way that we navigate things at Vivo, I think, has really kind of helped us to, to kind of embody that, embrace that and not be scared to put ourselves out there. Um, and to, as we mentioned before, to, to, to get things wrong, um, but to try things um, with the best intentions. And, and that comes with being able to focus authentically on what we're trying to achieve that really brings it back to the mission and values of the organization and the aspiration of the organization to want to demonstrate how business can be done better. Um, you mentioned kind of greenwashing legislation. Um, I think the legislation is very important. There is a lot of it coming for sustainability across all industries. 
obviously it shouldn't be the only reason why people are trying to change things um but it really will be i feel a driving factor in adding a little bit more consistency in how people approach sustainability and beyond um into the future which i celebrate it's something especially within the apparel and footwear industry that has been very very heavily under-regulated for such a long time which has enabled the industry i think to to I guess, um, be under a lot of pressure from some of the more negative aspects that we see from an environmental and social perspective across the industry more broadly. Um, for us, um, essentially the authenticity, the radical transparency and being as honest as possible, as I mentioned before, is, is absolutely key. How do we hold ourselves to account? Well, we have an annual diary entry, if you like, um, in something called Unfinished Business. And unfinished business is very appropriately named. We will always have unfinished business. Um, I spoke to Galahad, our CEO, earlier this week, and he's saying, you know, we're failing on all accounts, but we are trying. Um, and for us, that really embodies unfinished business. We want to celebrate the amazing work and the, the transformational journeys that people are going on both within Vivo and outside of Vivo. The work we're doing across our products, our innovation and materials, community, um, and that unfinished business really is the home for that. Um, and that comes out um, in November this year, which I'm really excited about. And as a part of that, um, I think true um, accountability and true accessibility is ensuring that everyone, every stakeholder that interacts with Vivo, our customers, our ambassadors, um, our industry experts are able to understand our journey and so we can kind of create as many people on this movement as possible and so for us that was really important to translate unfinished business this year from just a kind of technical pdf document into a hybridized digital all singing or dancing we hope um, format on the website for us so that people can truly see where we are the 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 progress we're making on an annual basis um, and really interact with that and also you know hold us to account externally um, and as a part of this, I've talked a little bit about community and collaboration. Um, and I guess I'm very fortunate to have worked with you, Giles, um, on a one to one basis over the last few years. And that's culminated in us looking at the approaches we've taken over from a regen perspective strategically. Um, and it was really nice a few weeks ago to bring, um, you know, 25 or so lead sustainability leaders to Springwood um, and to sit around the campfire and to discuss openly and honestly some of the challenges that we all face um, to discuss this legislation landscape, the greenwashing, the claims, um, all of those types of things that we see happening, moving and um, evolving in the industry um, and to share best practice and learnings and be a support for each other. Um, and as I mentioned, you know, before, everyone is facing the same challenges. They're just at different scales um, and at different, um, I guess, different levels of progress. Um, so more of that, I hope, will be happening over the next 12 months um, and really bringing more people into that group so that we can we can move together collectively because, um, you know, no one can do that on their own. Yeah, I look forward to that. I mean, what you're showing here is, you know, amid increasing uncertainty, actually the rising importance of authenticity rather than going to fear, I actually approach that with courage. And I love this 
um, the notion I can I can see Galahad saying it, you know, that we may be failing, but we're, but we're trying. And it's it's not just a case of just sort of adding it on. It's really core um, to uh, taking the business forward and enabling it to be future fit and creating community, not just with customers and suppliers and so forth, but actually with other peers, even if they're seen as competitors in the shoe industry, bringing those people together, creating community and sharing how this journey that we're all on is is challenging um, and yet can be deeply rewarding. Um, Ashley, there's also a massive trend now, a rising trend around authenticity, around agile um, organizational cultures, uh, developmental learning, um, teal organizations. There's all sorts happening in the uh, people and culture space. Um, How have you found, you know, this transition for people? I mean, I liken it a little bit to the transition from conventional shoes into barefoot movement, which I went on um, knowing Vivo over the last few years. And, and, you know, it's a bit of a transition. You know, uh, what can you share about what you see going forward anyway with this, this trend? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, when I tell people what I do, they often say, oh, so you go sing Kumbaya in a forest. <laughs> and I mean, you have to laugh gently. Um, but it's an interesting one. People who come into Vivo from other kind of more commercial organizations or traditional businesses, as you said earlier, Giles, they come in with this kind of resistance and this fear around what is this fluffy, airy, fairy stuff? And as soon as they come to Springwood or they see how we show up in meetings and it's now across the board, they really feel something different. And it's that feeling, that experience that they have to feel inside themselves for that there to be a little shift, that first shift that allows them to deepen and open. And what we found is as soon as someone comes over that little hill that they were so scared to climb or they thought, was it worth it? They then see the meadows on the other side um, and they kind of are able to able to kind of launch into joy with that. But that hill can be quite steep for some people. And so we find at Vivo kind of the first six months, we are we do expect people to go through quite a steep learning journey into themselves as well as into the organization, as well as into their role within the organization, which is which is tricky. Um, but what we find is that that creates a much more deeply connected culture to human to human. It said earlier that trust, which then allows the, our teams to more highly perform. You know, um, Charlotte was talking to fantastic failures. Instead of it being shunned, oh, you did something wrong now, you're going to be, you know, there are bad consequences. We actually go, let's work with that tension. Let's unearth it. Let's go, okay, what is the learning here? So that change allows people to therefore innovate more, question more, the status quo, and we celebrate that. And what I believe, and we kind of believe at Vivo, is that allows us to be more agile and adaptable in this absolutely wild world that we all live in at the moment, right? I mean, every time I open up a web browser or anything, you kind of think, wow, you know, it's it's quite a it's quite a thing, whether it's from inflation, mortgages, um, there's a lot There's a lot happening um, to kind of wars and, and awful things. But at Vivo, kind of that culture is allowing us to be resistant to that. And I think all of us are knowing that we can't just sell footwear forever. That's not, um, you know, 90% of footwear goes to landfill. I mean, wow, that's that. So we actually have changed our value proposition, as I said earlier, about Vivo Biome. Um, and ReVivo, we now 5% of our revenue comes from ReVivo. Vivo Health, we now um, have, are allowing every customer who buys a shoe to come soon, it'll be launching, be able to have access to our natural health courses. So we're inspiring them to go on these natural health journeys. And that's for free. 
Um, so it's it's very different, um, but it's allowing us to adapt. And I'm sure we're going to keep adapting in the, in the next few years as things change. But this culture allows us to do that. Yeah, I agree. And 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 this this step that you talked about, which is interesting, because of course it's placing steps, it's barefoot movement again. This simple step um, of an embodied shift of feeling it, of clicking it, is really important. And we've learned this along the way that. If people don't get that, they stay at the, oh, what is this? Is this soft and fluffy? And we've seen people from all sorts of backgrounds all the way around the world, regardless of culture or or upbringing and so forth, kind of going, oh, gosh, I don't get this. But then when they have that shift, it's like, okay. And then they go on their own journey. It's very unique to them. Um, And then within a few months after that, if they keep embodying it, they have changed. They are starting to change. They're becoming more human. They're becoming more themselves. And and what is business if it's not to help humanity in some way become more human? Fascinating conversation. I'd just like to finish now on just a final tip each, if I may. Charlotte, is there a little tip that you'd like to share with others on the journey that's helped you? I think very simply, be brave foster and encourage collaboration as far as you possibly can I think hopefully that's come through strongly in my messaging of this conversation is that you know as I said before we can't do this alone Um, let's share and be open and transparent as far as we possibly can and work with each other to find solutions thank you very much Charlotte yeah it's a real honor to walk with you on this path Ashley uh, a little tip as well to share on the journey Um, it's interesting a lot of people come to me and ask the question you know, where do I start? Um, and my advice to them always is take one step for you. Um, and that's kind of, you know, don't think of use Vivo maybe as inspiration, but what we do might be different to what you need. And don't get all overwhelmed by creating the most regenerative business. Just start where you are. And I think take a deep breath, get quiet, be still, because it's often in those quiet moments that wisdom whispers. And then when you're there, deeply grounded, take that first step, and then when you take in that first step, you're going to then take the next and, next, and soon you'll be running a marathon. So take that first step. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and I'd love to share how you and your integrity actually encouraged us before the beginning of this podcast to actually take a, a moment of silence and how that just allowed us to settle. Um, thank you, Ashley. You are really embodying the journey in so many ways. It's been a real honor to work with you, with Charlotte, with Galahad, with so many people. Um, in vivo barefoot this is actually our last um, recording now of the series in 2023 and we'll now have a nice break over the winter and be starting again in 2024 thank you both very much for being here with me today thank you Giles really lovely to be here thanks Giles for more on leading by nature you can follow me Giles Hutchins on LinkedIn and visit gileshutchins.com for free downloads of tools and practices for regenerative leadership and future fit business also watch out for my latest book leading by nature the process of becoming a regenerative leader